What's good, Chiefs Kingdom? Hope everybody's doing very well today. In this episode, we're going to go ahead and recap what's been going on so far in training camp. It's going to be a good one, Chiefs Kingdom. So with that being said, I'd like to welcome you all to the Kingdom Connect podcast. Kansas City Chiefs podcast. You're with your host and producer, Eric Lepartis, certified health and performance trainer. Hope Chiefs Kingdom is doing extremely well today. Um, we're recording this episode on Thursday, August 4th. It is extremely hot outside. It's been pretty much the hundreds the last, you know, week, you know, over the week, I should say. Um, last week was a little cooler. You know, we had some rain and stuff, which helped. Uh, Saturday, I actually was mowing my backyard and stuff because it was kind of getting, you know, a little high, you know, I kind of was slacking on it for like the last, I would say the last, like pretty much the last month, you know, because it's been so hot and the grass is pretty much dead. Where our house sits, we pretty much sit in an area where the, like the sun just kills it. And, you know, I can only have my grass green and fresh for probably the beginning of spring till about you know this time and then you know it's really no point of you know trying to keep it watered and you know I'm not gonna overseed it or anything like that you know I do the weed killer and stuff when I need to but um it's just hard uh you know where like I said where our house sits and how the sun beams at the house it just kills the grass so like I said, I can only, you know, and I'm a, I'm a yard guy. I mean, I don't know whoever listens to this podcast is a yard person, but I really, really try to treasure my, you know, my front yard. But, you know, when it gets to this point, it's almost a lost cause. So, you know, I just kind of look at it as a seasonal thing for me, you know, until we get, you know, a better, you know, a better living situation at one, not that we have a bad living situation. We have a good house and stuff. What I mean by Whenever we get like, you know, a house that has like, you know, a better yard, you know, where the sun's not just, you know, beaming on it. Because we we essentially live in an older neighborhood and stuff. These houses were built long time ago and stuff, but really good house. Um, love it here. Uh, we live in Lee Summit, Missouri, technically a uh, suburb of Kansas City. But anyways, um, and I back to my point, I was mowing the backyard in the rain it was sprinkling a little bit saturday uh you know and it just i don't know why it just it felt good you know and i just you know wanted to get it cut because you know the weeds were growing pretty high some things were growing um kind of (laughs) like like how our shed was uh facing there was like tall grass growing around it so i was like okay yeah it needs to be cut um, it's got dead spots in the back and it was taking forever to grow. So that's why I just really hadn't tried to cut the uh, back like that, uh, more as the, as I cut the front anyways, enough about my front, my yard and stuff. I don't, I know you guys didn't listen to this podcast for the know about my shit. So anyways, um, the boys, they've been in St. Joe the last week and a half training camps, you know, it's, it's here, you know, it's, we're deep into it. It's, um, like I've been hearing reports that yesterday when they were inside, things got really chirpy and 
that 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 just shows that you know these guys are living with each other and testosterone is flowing you know these guys are you know they got the pads on they started with the pads on Monday and these guys are you know they're antsy they're hitting each other they're trying to hit each other you know and things like that you know offense is trying to be efficient defense is trying to be efficient um they're learning a lot you know the rookies are getting a lot thrown at them and it's nice to see but you know there have been some clips where you're kind of like oh my gosh you know no um but you know at the end of the day this is this is part of it you know and uh football actually starts tonight as far as the first uh preseason game of the year the hall of fame game and that's the uh jacksonville jaguars and the vegas raiders um it's always a shitty game because it's it's a preseason game, you know, and really the starters, I don't even think they may have their – I think they usually do have the starters come out. Honestly, I don't remember how last year's preseason – that Hall of Fame game went, but um, it's, it's going to be background noise essentially. Uh, but to get deep into this episode, we're going to, uh, I'm going to go ahead and kind of break everything down position by position, kind of, you know, what my expectation has been, what I've seen on social media, what I've seen on Twitter, you know, I haven't made it to camp yet. Um, me and Cass's plan is probably, we're probably going to go the last, like pretty much like the last week before they break camp from St. Joe. Um, they won't, they'll still be in training camp by, but they'll just be finishing it up in the facility. Now we, you know, I'm kind of the guy that, you know, I kind of want to wait till the crowd is kind of gone, uh, where most of the events have gone. So, you know, we're going to kind of go the last week. That's my plan. Um, but anyways, let's, let's go ahead and get into this. So we're going to obviously start with the quarterbacks. I'm just going to go ahead and start with the offense in general, but we're going to go ahead and look at the quarterbacks. Mahomes is being 15. He's just doing his thing. You know, he's out there having fun. I know the behind pass, you know, everybody was kind of criticizing that, you know, on social media, you know, on, I'm sure on ESPN and, you know, you know, Fox Sports, I'm sure they had their opinions about it. He's not going to do it. He's not going to do it in the game unless, you know, we're up big. But you know what? We've been up big in games and you haven't seen him do it. And you know what? And this isn't the first time that he's been in practice doing that thing. You know, he's been doing this behind the back pass stuff probably since his rookie year, or at least maybe the first year that he was starting. Um, But he's never done it in a game. Now, obviously, you know, we see a lot of the creativity, a lot of the cuteness at times. And a a lot of the times it works. But there are some of the times where it doesn't. And um personally if he's gonna do that (laughs) I would rather be up about five scores at that point and even at that point I don't even think he would do it because look I mean look at the Raiders games last year we blew them out what like 80 some odd points to like their 20 in both games combined he didn't attempt to do it in that you know those games honestly he's probably not thinking about it you know even if they're running an option play because that's that's what he did. He essentially was running an option play and he uh behind the back passed it to uh uh CEH. But you know, Mahomes is doing his thing. He kind of got stepped on the other day by a lineman. Uh I don't know which one. They didn't really specify, not that it matters, but um he kind of tweaked his ankle a little bit, like rolled it. You know, that happens. Any of you guys who played ball, you know, or have ever had, you know, a cleat step on your, you know, your foot too, you know, that shit fucking hurts because 
you know, it plants your foot into the ground and then you try to move and your ankle stays essentially in the same spot as, you know, your, you know, your upper, your legs that are attached to those joints right down there, you know, they try to move laterally or whatever way you were trying to move, but your ankle stayed in one spot because of it's being planted by the other foot. And, you know, it probably was like just a quick little jolt on the ankle and he probably just had to hobble off a little bit. Um, or it could have been a little bit more than that. I don't know. I wasn't there, but he obviously came back to practice. It wasn't nothing serious. Um, but by that point, I'm sure they were about to end practice anyway. So, you know, the next day he was good. You know, like I said, Pat's being Pat. Henny's looking nice. Um, you know, that's just, you know, Henny, he's going to be the backup for this year. And I think he's going to call it a career. I think I mentioned that, um, when I did the uh, quarterback review, I think, you know, Henny, he's been serviceable um, and uh, not really a stellar career, you know, by all means. But, you know, he he has a Super Bowl ring, you know, that that's good. Um, and whatever he decides to do after this year, you know, good luck to him. Maybe he might get into, you know, an analysis, you know, that seems like a lot of former players like to do that. Um Look, Dan Orlowski's got a job, and I can tell you right now, Chad Henning was a way better quarterback than Dan Orlowski. And I'm not saying that's nothing against him, but you know, it, he, everybody remembers the clip where he ran out of bounds and Jared Allen was laughing at him and stuff. But anyways, um, uh, what was I going to get at? Uh, quarterbacks, Henning, he's he, you know, he's doing his thing as a backup. He's he's always there to support Pat. Um, Obviously, we trust him if Pat were to go down. You know, he's he won that playoff game. I mean, that that took balls for him to run that. <laughs> it did, you know, but he, he got there and then, you know, he hit the, the spot to Tyreek to, to basically ice the game. But anyways, uh, the the third third string, we all we all ah, cannot talk right now. I am sorry right now. Um no, Bouchelle, he is the third string right now. And honestly, we know he's probably going to win the third string spot. That's how it was last year. You know, Dust, I think, yeah, Dustin Crum, yeah, he's running as the, uh, yeah, Crum, he's the fourth string. I couldn't remember his name for a second. He's going to, you know, essentially battle Bouchelle, you know, for the third string spot. But we all know that Bouchelle is going to, you know, be on the practice squad. But I think we're going to place that. Maybe we're going to place that like, uh, what do you call it? It's like a where you basically can freeze a player so no one can snatch him up through waivers or anything like that. Because we know he's going to be on the practice squad. He won't be on the travel team, but he gets to stand on the sideline with the squad when they're, you know, the home games and stuff. I mean, unless Henny went down, then obviously Bouchelle would, uh, Bouchelle would, you know, get called up to be the backup, I assume. Because, you know, he's already been a, a year in the offense um, he trains with Pat, you know, they both see Bobby Stroop and stuff, um, which Carl Loftus, you know, I, I know I'm not on the defense yet, but Carl Loftus, dude, you know, Bobby Stroop, give your, I mean, he's a, he's a fucking phenomenal trainer. Gosh, I mean, I, you know, I follow him, you know, I try to pick his brain a lot and he's, he's a damn good trainer. You know, I really, really appreciate his work. Um, anyways, uh, so yeah, that's kind of the quarterbacks, you know, Dustin Crum, he's going to get cut, you know, he'll find his way on some, uh, some other team's practice squad and that's, that's okay. I'm okay with how we're running the quarterbacks and how those are going to be. Um, 
All right, let's get into uh, running backs. So this, you know, right now, I mean, as of right now, they say that Isaiah Pacheco, the rookie, and uh, Clyde are like the two locks right now. I think Tobe really likes Pacheco in the return game. Um, I know last year Byron took the kick return and, you know, McColl was the punt. You know, I'm not 100% sure, you know, how McColl's going to, I mean, maybe McColl might start off with the punt return, but, you know, at the end of the day, I'm jumping all over the place. The only reason why I'm saying this is because of the special teams part, you know, on Pacheco. But um, I think, you know, if they put McColl's role deeper in the offense, I don't know, Pacheco may take the punt return as well and um, and kickoff return. Um, and unless they put someone else on kickoff return, who knows? But Dave Tobe really likes Pacheco. You know, Clyde Eversolaire, he's going to be the starter. He's the first-round pick. They love Clyde. He's still, you know, part of the team. They care about him. Um, yeah, he, you know, he's battled through his injuries and stuff like that. But, you know, he's he's been healthy so far in training camp. You know, I know he had that one PUP thing, you know, the day one. But he immediately got taken off that real quick and was back at practice. So... He's going to go in as a starter. You know, I know he's kind of a one of those polarized players because it's just because of where he's drafted. You know, it's never the player personally. It's just the value of never taking a running back in the first round because of guys like Isaiah Pacheco, who we drafted in the seventh, the seventh round. You, you get my point. So anyways, Clyde, he's going to be the starter. He's going to be running back one. After this point, it's a it's kind of a toss up. I mean, if you're saying Pacheco's a lock, he may even take the second spot. He's ran with the ones before. You've been seeing the clips. If you guys follow Casey Sports Network, I highly recommend you do. They've been posting all the film highlights all over Twitter. Um, sorry, excuse me, but yeah, they've been posting a lot of the uh, highlights. I hope you guys you know check that out. A guy named Eddie High, he's really good at content as well. Um, but anyways, I think I think Tucker Franklin's doing the KC Sports Network. At least I know he's been reporting for them up there. Um, I'm sure BJ Kissel's there too as well. I'm you know I know um, Craig maybe made it up there, and I believe Kent's made it up there too. So you know those guys are good. You know they're good at what you know, their work. You know I really appreciate their work and stuff like that. So. You check them out. They have all the highlights. Um, but anyways, it could be Pacheco. It could be Jet McKinnon. They love McKinnon. He's good at pass pro. He's really good at pass pro. He's the best at it. Um, you know, you bring him on third downs, and he's really good at that. You know, but then, you know, excuse me, you got Rojo, who's a bruiser back, you know, but he doesn't have the burst that I I know they're not used to. They're used to the... You know, that burst, that fast speed. You know, even with Kareem Hunt, he was pretty fast, to, you know, to get around. Rojo, you know, he, he once he breaks free and breaks away, he has the build-up speed. And he's he's a very powerful back. So, you know, I've, I've heard reports that, you know, they could roll in here with keeping, you know, essentially five running backs. You know, if you're counting the fullback, because Michael Burton's going to be there. You know, uh, that would put CEH... Uh, uh, Rojo, Jet McKinnon, Pacheco, and then 
uh, Michael Burton as the fifth back, even though he's the fullback. Um, they like McKinnon because of his veteran experience. He knows what he's doing. Like I said, he's very good at pass pro. Uh, but Pacheco, he has that 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 quick burst that they they probably been missing for a long time. Um, and what else was I going to say? Um, who else? Uh, Rojo, you know, who knows what's going to happen? They got Derek Gore. I forgot about Derek Gore. You know, and you got Jerrion Ely. Jerrion Ely, he's not, probably not going to make the team. He'll be on the practice squad, I'm sure. You know, the 11-man practice squad or 15, maybe it's a 15-man practice squad. I, I forget how many guys they have to have in the practice squad. But um, Derek Gore, you know, he could, you know, be there. But I'm not so sure he, you know, he might get plucked away he's a very he's a good running back he showed some flash last year with the team um but they could roll into the season with five running backs i've been hearing reports about that you know matt derrick said that on the locked on podcast with ryan tracy he said they could roll in there with uh, five running backs um and at the end of the day i think everyone will have the role like michael burton will have his very very limited role as a fullback and primarily play special teams. Jet McKinnon will probably come in a lot on third downs, you know, for pass protection. And then you'll probably have a, you know, running back, you know, because you can still use, you know, Jet McKinnon in the pass game essentially too, you know, on third downs. But, you know, Clyde, maybe Clyde and Rojo are your, you know, your every other, uh, your every other series back if you're doing it by committee keeping McKinnon as your third down and then Pacheco is this basically your your special teams guy and you may bring him every now and then into the offense to utilize him on some snaps maybe like kind of a limited role like you did with Tyreek his first year you know and if you could utilize Pacheco that way that would be phenomenal you know I've said that before you know he was the fastest clocked you know uh running back out of the draft now I'm not saying he's going to be Tyreek Hill that's not what I'm saying but we started Tyree Kill off the special teams, and he had a very, very limited role in the offense. Um, but anyways, uh, on, on to the receivers. Uh, you know, I, I think they're going to keep six. You know, that that's kind of the talk right now with how, how everything's going. Um, that it, It's just kind of after the four. You know, who's going to be wide receiver five and six is kind of the question. Um, we all know Juju's probably going to be the number one receiver, and then it's probably going to go honestly Hardman. I I think Hardman's role is definitely increased. Um, MVS he's been kind of you know I would say he had kind of a really great earlier in camp, but you know there's been kind of reports out there and that he's been had some drops you know too, and that's been kind of known for him over his career is drops. Now, everybody's going to have them at times, you know, maybe, you know, it's just practice. I'm not saying that. And if I said Marquez, I apologize. It is uh, Marquez. That is my fault because I know that he does not like that if you say Marquez. It is Marquez. So that is my fault. I'm just going to say MVS so I just don't mess up. So MVS, um, you know, he's, you know, he's been kind of 50-50 as far as, you know, catches and drops and stuff like that. I think he may be wide receiver three, and that's okay. You know, that's good for him. And But at the same time, well, you know, I don't think his contract's that bad, but some people might 
think that hey, why are we paying a, a third wide receiver that type of money? You know what I mean? But again, you had to bring in certain free agents, and I didn't think we paid them that that much. Essentially, we only guaranteed them like a year. Essentially, I, I think that second year, you know, we'll probably keep them anyways, but. The second year won't be, you know, much unless we're guaranteed him two years and the third year is just to get out of here because he signed a three year deal. Um, and then, like I said, Hardman, Hardman's been, you know, showing out a little bit. You know, he's had some, you know, his basic plays where they, you know, run the touch passes, the sweeps, the screens. There was also a wildcat play. Now, I, I don't know if any of you guys know this. I'm sure a lot of you do. But if you don't, uh, McCall Hardman did play quarterback uh, bef- in high school. Now, I, I'm, I'm not 100% sure is that, if that's what Georgia brought him in as or recruited him as, but obviously he ended up converting to a specialist and, you know, played receiver too. Um, but no, McCole, you know, he's, you know, he's, he, he, I, I'm really pulling for him this year. I really, really hope he has a good year. You know, he, he even if he has a good year, he, he can't I don't think he can come out and demand top money. He doesn't have the track record to prove it. But if he wants to stay with Kansas City, I'm a hundred percent sure they would sign him to a very, very reasonable deal. Maybe a deal kind of essential like MVS, maybe a little bit cheaper. I don't know. I'm I'm not Brett Veach. I don't know the man's thought process. Um but yeah, that I want to say those are the three right there, and then you have Sky Moore, the rookie. He's probably going to end up taking that fourth spot, um, just because you know he's a rook. You know, uh, Andy's not going to throw a whole lot at him, but it's been reported that, and uh, you know, he's had a couple minor injury hiccups. You know, I I want to say, um, I want to say the first one was kind of concussion related. I think they said I, I could be wrong on that. But uh, the sec the second one was the hip, but it was minor. He came right back in. It was just kind of a collision thing, you know. But they're just not going to play around with it, you know. And why, why, why play around with it and risk anything? As far as that goes, that's the four and five and six has kind of been up a, a toss. I, I I don't really know. I can tell you right now, it's not going to be Josh Gordon. And if I said in previous episodes that Gordon was going to make the team, I just I think it's I think he's I think he's on the outside looking in. If he makes the team, I don't know. And, and, and I'm not saying he hasn't had good plays in practice, but I've heard it's, been, it's just been nothing but drops from him. And you saw it last year. Mahomes tried to feed him. He tried. You know, and I get it. He just came to the offense. He, you know, they probably wanted him to have a off season. And you know what? I could be totally wrong. He could make the team. I know he's just been running with the threes. And that, if you're running with the threes, I mean, I'm not saying you're not going to make the team, but it just depends. You know, maybe, maybe they might want him. Maybe they might want him just because of his veteran experience. You know, maybe they do. Darius Fountain. I remember Tobe said that he really liked Dries Fountain on special teams. Tobe gets a say. He's an assist. He's basically he's the special teams coordinator, but he's the assistant head coach. So if he wants specific guys for his scheme and his special team scheme, you know, and especially if they're a four face player, he's gonna want them. You know, and Fountain he really loved Fountain. 
Um, now, again, I don't, I mean, I don't know if, if that's going to be found. I mean, jo- uh, Justin Watson's been making noise. You know, he could take the last receiver spot, maybe. You know, who knows? Um, who else? Uh, who else has been? Cornell Powell. Could it be Cornell Powell? Cornell Powell, you know, he's he was the basically the I think he was a fifth rounder when we drafted him. Um, but he was like the fourth, fourth or fifth route option for, you know, uh uh Trevor Lawrence at Clemson. And he he needed an offseason, uh an offseason uh and uh, um basically not an offseason, basically to be on the practice squad for a full season. To be in the offense and obviously get better this off season is what I meant to say. You know he could he could earn his way onto the uh, either fifth or sixth spot. You know there's I don't know if you guys heard my neck. My neck is crunchy. Um, just popped it. By the way, if you guys want to know why I said crunchy, but um, no, I, I it's gonna be a toss up between you know Watson, Fountain, uh, Gordon. I feel like I'm missing people. I know I'm missing people. Uh, I can't. I can't think of the other receivers right now. I I don't have the roster pulled up. Let me go ahead and just pull it up real quick. Let me go ahead and pull it up. Should have just pulled it up earlier and stuff. I need to have this thing up no matter what. That's not what I wanted. I just wanted to. Okay, that's that's what I want right there. Okay, so Corey Coleman. That's that's the guys I wanted to really you know get into. Corey Coleman. It could be a it could be a toss up between Corey Coleman, Cornell Powell, Josh Gordon, Darius Fountain. Um, I. Honestly, Corey Coleman could be could be the guy. Uh, he um, he he hasn't played since like I think like twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen, but he's been making some noise in uh, camp. You know, he could be a special team guy. You know, they could like him at the kickoff return. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, you got guys like you know Omar Bayless, Aaron Parker, who probably won't make it. Um, but yeah, you know, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a weird toss up, you know, between the wide receiver five and six. Uh, but for the first four, Juju, Hardman, MVS, Sky Moore, guarantee those guys are locks as your receivers on the offense. Moving on to tight ends, um, you got Killer Trav. You know, that guy's just going to be that dude this year. He He's, he's eating, he's. He's just Travis Kelsey, you know, that's just what it is. He's going to prove this year why he's still the best tight end in the league. Um, and that, you know, hopefully we can we can go places this year. You know, maybe we can make them make him and Pat two-time champs um, and most of the rest of the team. But, no, uh, Trav, I think he's going to get, you know, his 1,000 again this year. Uh, even with limited snaps, because Jody Fortson, he's guaranteed to take the tight end two spot. 
Um, I know I said in previous episodes that I just didn't see them rolling with four tight ends. Well, listening to a lot of, you know, insiders and reporters, you know, it seems that they're going to roll with four tight ends again because they like all four of their tight ends. Um, They like, you know, I guess they're really liking Noah Gray's, uh, you know, I'm sure he's gotten a lot better. You know, I know I've had my criticism for him just being a tight end out of Duke that, you know, is not a school known for football for one. And, you know, you played with Daniel Jones and stuff. But, you know, I know I've had my criticism about him. But if if he's gotten if he's improved and he can show production this year, you know, I will love that. Obviously, they want the belldozer for his blocking abilities and. Um, you know, and he, he's shown some ability to catch depending on what they want to run with him. Um, they've ran some tight end screens with him. You know, he's had, you know, obviously you guys saw that clip, you know, with the one hand and snag, which was nice when they were inside practicing. I want to say that was yesterday, Wednesday. Uh, but anyways, um, I think, uh, yeah, Blake Bell's going to be, you know, if they keep him, obviously they're going to do the QB sneaks with him still. I, it's just a given at this point. But I'm excited to see Jody Fortson. That's that's the one guy I'm really, really pulling for this year in that group. I know, like I said, Trav's going to get his thousand. That's just what it is. He's he's going to do his thing, you know, and we're not going to look, we're not going to see anything different. But Jody Fortson's the one guy that we're all pulling for. You know, we saw the flash and then the Achilles tear, um, but he's looking better than ever. I know he's had a couple of, you know, hiccup, you know, small little dings, dinks and stuff like that with the quad contusion. But, you know, he came right back out and he was balling, doing his thing. Um, and that's just what's going to be. You know, Matt Bushman, I know Ryan Tracy really, really likes Matt Bushman. Uh, he's he's not going to make the team. I'm sorry. Um, Jordan Franks. Jordan Franks has been kind of uh, looked at. He might be practice squad. They might like Jordan Franks in the practice squad. But I can tell you right now, we all know the tight ends are going to be um, Trav, uh, sorry, Trav, uh, Jody, Blake Bell, and Noah Gray. That that's how it's going to roll. Um, and when Trav needs, you know, Trav needs a breather, they'll probably bring in Noah Gray and. Uh, leave Fortson out there and, you know, they'll bring in Bell and the, a lot of the uh, heavier packages, the uh, pro I form. And when you're running those uh, double, you know, tight end sets, 12 personnel uh, and just trying to get out there, you know. But anyways, uh, moving on, on to the offensive line. <sighs> Mr. Orlando Brown has made his return. He made his return the first day of pads. Shocked me, but... You know, RG3 reported it at like 5 in the morning. I was actually, I don't know if I was at work or I was on getting ready to head to work. I couldn't remember. But, yeah, he reported in the morning, and uh, it was it was pretty good to see. I, I was extremely happy that Orlando decided to come. I thought he was going to miss most of camp, even when with them getting the pads on. But, I, you know... We as fans and, you know, the insiders, the analysis and stuff like that. And I am not an insider. I'm not an analysis. I don't work for the team. You know, I don't do any of that. You know, so I, I never want anybody to take anything that I say as, 
you know, I work for the team or anything like that. A lot, a lot of my stuff is takes that I believe in my opinion and some of the things that I hear from other reporters or insiders and stuff. And I try to get a lot of my information from them before I even try to state an opinion myself because I like to listen to all perspectives and stuff. That's just me. Um, so uh, with that being said, Orlando Brown, you know, he had his press conference and, you know, he said in context, he said in context that it was never about the money. It was just the guarantee. It's just the guarantees were, you know, weren't good, which I know a lot of us were like probably thought, well, that's contradicting, you know, but if you really think about what he was trying to say was it was not about the totality of it. It was about the guarantees he was looking for more years. And I mentioned that, you know, they basically only guaranteed him two years in the offense. And I understand that, you know, you don't want to really overpay a guy. And then, you know, what if he gets hurt or he never tries? Um, but, it, you know, again, I understand both sides. Uh, but he said it himself. He said, you know, I, I love this team. Pat's my quarterback. I love blocking for him. You know, I'm I'm a leader here, you know, and that, you know, that surprised some people, too, that he, you know, he claimed himself to be a leader there. Um, But, uh, you know, he it seems like he loves being here and he wants to be here. But, you know, at the end of the day, he 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 even said it's a business and, you know, you got to understand that. And he was looking for more guarantees. It wasn't about the total money. He just wanted years in the offense, knowing that he was going to have job security. And that's just what it was. I understand that. Um, but he was back. You know, it was good to see him. He looks really good. He looks slimmer. Uh, I know a lot of uh, people were a little, little worried about, you know, his, you know, his shape, especially from last year. But, you know, he's looking good. And uh, he's been kind of in limited snaps, limited things because he has to get in that acclimation period. Uh, you saw a couple of clips of him going up against uh, Mike Dana. I know some people are probably like, well, he got beat around the edge. And I'm like, well, if you look at it, really, he kind of won the rep because he was he made the uh, D end have to, you know, go super far down. And like he made him like create like so much depth, depth, um, you know, around, you know, and, you know, Pat, Pat would roll out of that shit really fast. You know, that won't even be that that much of an issue. As long as, you know, Orlando can hold him for that set, you know, that couple seconds, obviously, or however long Pat needs, you know, but the thing is, it's, it's, it makes it a lot easier when you have a quarterback like Pat, because, you know, our tackles can essentially let the defensive ends get really, you know, you know, they can get around, but, you know, with speed, but if you push them further to get, you know, depth, they're going to lose their leverage you know, and Pat's just going to run out of that shit anyways. And they lost, they lost the, uh, the down, uh, themselves or they lost the rep. So it's a win for the tackle. It helps a lot when you have Pat as your quarterback, but you know, hopefully, you know, Orlando's vertical set is a lot better. You know, he says he's been working on the feet work, you know, playing tennis and he's been swimming. He's been doing all that. You know, it's just only time to see, you know, when season starts, we'll see it. Um, Joe Tooney, he's a machine. He's looking at his all pro self, all pro left guard, Joe Tooney. I repeat, all pro left guard, Joe Tooney, not all pro left tackle, 
All-Pro left guard Joe Tooney, where the team wants to put him and keep him. <sighs> Gosh. Anyways, Joe's, Joe's great. I'm glad that we have him. I know some people are like, eh, maybe we paid him a little too much. But you know what? For his caliber of a player, eh, he's good. I, I'm totally okay with what money we're giving him. Um, Creed, you can go ahead and book this. All pro this year. All pro. All pro center because he's just that damn good. You know, you saw the clips of his reps. He just, he just, like, his pass protection, he just doesn't move. Like, like he, like the, the defender tries to go and they just can't with him. He just, he understands his center of gravity. He understands how to use his lower half and his force. That's that wrestling shit. And, you know, use his arms to extend and hold his block or, or hold the block. Um, but anyways... Uh, Creed is that guy, you know, and um, I'm really, really expecting an all-pro this year for him. Over the right side, right guard, uh, Trey Smith, you know, he's he's still a dog. You know, I, I remember seeing the report by, uh, what was it, Nate Taylor. He said, uh, seeing Trey Smith in a screen game is fun. Well, not for uh, freak. Oh, my goodness. I forgot who he ran over. Uh, but he got somebody, and uh, yeah, that that was that was that. Um, I would not want to be in front of that guy when he's coming at you. He that is a man right there. Um, but you know, Trey Smith, he's gonna be good if he if he gets a Pro Bowl nod this year. That's all Pro and Pro Bowl are standing right next to each other, and maybe your maybe your left guard can get another All Pro this year, even if it's second team and. Maybe Orlando Brown might get another Pro Bowl. Who knows? If, if freaking all four players, you know, can get like a reward, you'll have the top offensive line in the league. You know, Mahomes would be good. You know, that just that's just the one position that you have to keep. Now, you know, obviously we have our depth players. We have Allegretti who can back up Joe Tooney, who can play some center as well if he needs to. Oh, well, actually, no, sorry. We have Austin Ryder for that. I forgot. We brought him back. So, Austin Ryder backing up Creed, you know, it's funny because he was our Super Bowl center, you know, in both Super Bowls. But at the end of the day, Creed's just better. Um, uh, you know, he's backing up Creed. And then, you know, we have Allegretti backing up the guard spots. And they had Roderick Johnson at left tackle, even though he reports saying that, you know, it was not that good. Um, he was letting guys beat him left and right. And... You saw it. Karloftis whooped his ass. Uh, Frank whooped his ass. You know, and that's just <laughs> that's just how it was. You know, but he's gonna be a solid backup. Uh, I I feel like they want Prince Tega Wanagu to be there, but at the end of the day, he's been hurt. You know, best abilities availability. If you ain't there, you ain't there, or at least practicing doing something. Um, but yeah, you got Roderick Johnson there, you know, he played both, they had him kind of do both sides and they even had Wiley do the left side as well. But, um, they realized like, nah, um, going over to the, uh, right side, you, you got, um, what was it? You got Andrew Wiley there. Now I know he's another one of those players where it's like, what are we doing? But he, I will admit he was a little efficient last year. Granted, we chipped a lot on his side, gave him a little bit of tight end help um, because he needed it. 
you know, just to get, you know, past certain speed rushers. Um, but, you know, I, I remember the play where, you know, Max Crosby sp- like spent off of him and then Trey Smith, Trey Smith came and leveled Max Crosby. I know you guys know what play I'm talking about, but, uh, you know, it's, you know, Wiley, Wiley could lose his job, but I just think he's going to be going in the season as a starter. You know, I I know some people, most people want Kennard there. I kind of want to see Kennard there. I, I think you can get away with putting another rookie there um, and doing it again because of who you have as your quarterback. If Pat was not mobile and he was just the Statue of Liberty, Joe Flacco-ass quarterback, <laughs> then, you know, it would be bad. But he's not like that. He can move. And at the end of the day, you know, that's – even though Trey Smith and Creed were really good and you never see that happen, they they got better each and every week. Everybody on that line did got better each and every week because they, they started to understand Pat's rhythm. And Pat understands their rhythm, I'm sure, at this point. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, maybe they maybe they don't want Kennard yet, there yet. Maybe he hasn't proven himself yet, you know, there. But we still got a couple more weeks left at training camp. You never know. They did have him run there with the ones a little bit um, a couple days ago, but I'm sure that was just to kind of get him snaps with the one, just to see how the feel was. <laughs> I just like his. If you look at his like his face, man, he's just got that dog that attitude. Like, like I want to kill somebody attitude, and I love that shit. Um, but you know, I think Wiley again is going to go in the starter as the starter going into the season. Um, it's going to be Brown, Tooney, Creed, Trey, and then Wiley. And I mean, I don't want Wiley to get hurt. I would almost rather his spot get taken for him to get hurt. But, you know, if he gets hurt, it's, it's almost like kind of like a damn, like that right side is a fucking like, it's usually the right tackles that have run heavier side. I mean, because, you know, most quarterbacks are right-handed, so it's easier to hand off that side. Um, so I can understand maybe more injuries are bound to happen, but damn, you know, Lucas Niang and, you know, we don't want Wiley to, you know, him to get hurt, but, you know, Kennard, you know, Kennard is a fan favorite, essentially, you know, Lucas Niang, you know, I think a lot of people just don't know who he is because of the, you know, him being hurt a lot, but he would be an excellent swing tackle if he can remain healthy. That problem is he just can't remain healthy. Um, but that's, that's pretty much the offense. I mean, I, I kind of ran through that, you know, it know, took me 40 minutes. I was kind of rambling a little bit. Uh, we still got the defense to get through. So when we get back, we're going to go ahead and go over that. All right, Chiefs Kingdom. We're going to roll through the defense pretty quick because I kind of went in a little overtime with the offense. Didn't mean to run over so much time with that, that side of the ball, but we're going to roll through this pretty quick, and we're going to start with the defensive line. We all know that Carl Loftus and uh, Frank are your edge guys. Uh, you've been seeing the stories. You've been seeing all the highlights. Frank's been really, really taking uh, George. They've been helping. Well, Frank's been helping him out. You know, he's been helping all the guys out. It's There's a joke out there talking about how uh, he's coached Frank now. But that's good to see. You know, Frank's a veteran. You, you love to see it. Chris is, you know, showing them in, uh, you know, their his way to, you know, George mentioned that, you know, they really, really, really have uh, taken him under their wing. And I really, really love seeing that. 
Um, but yeah, Georgia's going to be lined primarily on that left side, the run heavier side, uh, going up against the right tackle. And Frank's going to take that uh, right end spot going up against the left tackle. You'll see Frank Moore in a wide nine stance just because he he has the speed. He needs to you know, have his get off really fast so he can bend off that around that edge, get to the quarterback. I'm really, really hoping that Frank gets 10 sacks this year. You know, I, I've, I've, I've had my words about him, but every year he seems to, you know, get me with, you know, I don't want to say with a sob story by all means. I'm not saying that, but, you know, he seems to really, really give insight on how things are going in his life. And you, you tend to, okay, I understand that completely. And that makes perfect sense. And this year, that's why I'm really, really hoping that we see a different shark out there. And I believe we're going to see a different shark out there. And Frank, he's going to eat. And if he can get 10 sacks, I will appreciate that from him. 10 sacks would be really, really good from Frank. Um, lined up next to Frank, you're going to have Chris Jones. Chris Jones is going to do his thing. He's your three tech. He's going to be a monster because there's going to be so much around. You know, who are you going to double team? Who are you going to do it? Because you already know Karloftis is going to be, he's going to be high motor wanting to get after everything. And he's going to be pressuring, pressuring, pressuring. And then Chris Jones is going to have his interior pressure. If this defense can wreak havoc this year, this is the unsung hero. I am pulling for the defensive line this year. I'm really, really hoping that they're going to fucking get a bunch of sacks because last year we were basically bottom of the barrel. It was not good. We got a lot of pressures. We were like sixth in pressures, but we're not getting to the quarterback. And, you know, that 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 has to really, you know, that has to be an emphasis here this year is getting to the quarterback. And I think Frank, you know, he said it. I've, I've cut out red meat. I've stopped drinking liquor. It's helped with my, you know, my gastrointestinal problems. Um, he looks great. I've seen his offseason training workouts. He looks faster. Um and he, like I said, he's been taking he's been taking over, uh, you know, and helping George Karloftis. And George Karloftis looks really great. This is this is gonna be a fun year for the defensive line, I'm sure. Um, you got Derek Nottie. Derek Nottie is your one tech. He's gonna be, you know, your runs or your one run stuffer, uh, defensive tackle. And uh, you'll you'll take him out, you know, on third downs and stuff. Maybe sometimes on second downs if you're gonna bring in your nickel already or your big nickel whichever which they most of the time they do anyways even even on rundowns they'll still leave naughty out there and run their nickel spots um but it just depends on if they want to start in their base off in the year i'm not or the with their three linebacker sets or they'll just uh go straight into running the sub packages which i'm sure because most of the players have already been there they know what they're doing but you know, I know Spags usually does start with the three linebacker sets in the beginning of the season. You usually see it like the first and second game with the Mike, Sam, and Will out there. Um, but as far as other players on the defensive line goes, you have Mike Dana, Josh Kando, Turk Wharton, uh, Taylor Stallworth. You know, I'm not 100% sure on Taylor Stallworth. I haven't really heard much about him. You know, he could be just a camp casualty. Who knows? Um, who else? Turk Warden. He kind of had, you know, a sophomore slump last year, but I'm really pulling for him. You know, he, he put that nasty spin move on, um, who on, uh, Trey Smith, you know, Trey Smith's a dog. Don't get me wrong, but 
you know, Turk Wharton really, really had a good move on that rep. And that was that was fun to see. Um, you know, you already know he's going to be brought in on pass rush downs. You know, you'll probably have him over in Naughty right next to Jones. You might have him back up Jones, you know, when Jones needs a breather. You know, I've seen some clips where they brought Dana inside, you know, and Carl Loftus and Frank were still the outside. And, you know, him and jo- Dana and Jones were on the inside. You know, you brought they brought in Carlos Dunlap. That was a phenomenal pickup. You know, he he said it. I want to come to a team that where I can get 100 sacks, win a playoff game, and eventually maybe make it to win a Super Bowl. And that's obviously we're the best team for that. You know, we host the AFC title game the last four years in a row. Goodness gracious. Um, but, yeah, you know, it, it, it was really a really good pickup for Carlos Dunlap. He had eight sacks last year, even though they came – in the later half of the season, but um, he's going to be a very productive player on this defense. You know, I'm sure, you know, they'll bring him in on pass rush downs as well. Um, maybe he might start some games. Who knows? Um, I, I doubt it. I think Karloftis and Frank will be your primary starters, but um, when you get on third down, you know, you can shift Karloftis inside, bring Carlos in on the outside and, have, uh, you know, you have Carlos, you have Carloftis, uh, and then Jones, and then Frank on a pass rush, maybe in your dime package. <sighs> boy, oh boy, that would be phenomenal. Because, um, you know, Spags likes to get in that dime set. Uh, you have uh, Colin Saunders. Some people think he may get cut this year. I think he's going to make the team. I think they really love Colin and his athletic ability, especially for being that size and playing defensive tackle, essentially kind of a nose tackle in a way. But he's he's really good. And, you know, as far as, you know, on his limited role and Kando, Kando, you know, he's from reports, he still needs some learning to do, but he's going to probably make the team, maybe maybe make the practice squad, who knows. Uh, I can see them keeping him just because of, you know, he's, you know, he's built, he's long, he's got long arms, he's, he's really right for the position. It's just all about how much he's learned. Um, and, you know, we, you know, we're still, we're still going through the days, you know, cuts haven't came yet. Um, but there's going to be a lot of, you know, there's going to be some rotations, you know, on this defensive line. You know, Spags is going to move guys around. You still may see Chris Jones every now and then on an edge spot, depending on what they're doing. I highly doubt it all the time, but you may see it every now and then. You know, Carloftis uh, is primarily going to be like kind of like a five tech um, maybe a seven if uh, the tight end is lined up to his side ever. But, you know, I I don't think he's ever going to be head on a tackle. I just don't see that. Um, he's he, I just don't see it. Um, but maybe five or seven technique is more where they're going to be because of, you know, how they have Jones as a three tech and, you know, Naughty, whoever is that other defensive tackle, usually that one tech. Um, and then you're going to have, you're going to have Frank as your wide nine. He's always going to be a wide nine unless he, you know, he has a tight end side. He'll play, play the seven tech as well. Um, you know, sometimes they stand, sometimes their hands in the dirt, depends on what, you know, where they're trying to play off and how the, uh, you know, 
how just how the flow of the game and whatever you know spot they're in and obviously what play is called you know you see it sometimes frank standing up sometimes his hands in the dirt uh all right moving on to the linebackers uh i think this is probably going to be the best position on the defense next year i know i want the defensive line to be the unsung heroes but i think the linebackers is probably going to be the best position uh next year and that's because of willie gay and nick bolton those guys are gonna lead the pack. They're you know we're primarily in nickel anyways at four two five uh, with two linebackers. Um, you have Mike the uh, Nick Bolton as the Mike, and you have Willie Gay as the Will. Um, and right now they have Elijah Lee as a starting Sam linebacker, and I know some people are probably shocked by that because you know people do, some people don't know who Elijah Lee is. If you're a K-State fan, you do. If you're from the Blue Springs, Lee Summit, you know, and if you're familiar with Missouri high school sports, you probably know who he is. Um, he's local and, you know, but he's, you know, he's played for a few teams in the NFL. Um, I had the pleasure, you know, to play against him in high school and stuff and uh, went to a couple camps and combines with him, you know, growing up and stuff. You know, I don't know him on a personal level, but we were, you know, I knew of him. Um but he's he's showing out, and he's the starter at the Sam spot. I know they hardly run three linebacker sets, but you know, Elijah Lee has better coverage school coverage skills than Leo. Now that doesn't mean Leo's not going to have a spot on the team. You obviously saw his downhill running ability. He's a thumper. He's a downhill thumper, and I can see us maybe they use him as an overhang Sam where he's lining up on the edge and. You know, you just have him run downhill and on certain rundowns. You know, he's still that linebacker that you have to ask to drop to a certain spot because he doesn't have that hip flexibility where he can run sideline to sideline like Willie Gay can. Now, I know he had a 9.99 RAS, you know, RAS score, but, you know, that doesn't really – sometimes that doesn't take of how you perform on the field and how you move on the field. Um, but – not saying that you know he can't ever grow into the you know to that that's that's not what I'm not saying but you know right now they have Elijah Lee there because he's a better coverage guy he is a better coverage guy you know he's played a lot of primarily special teams and he probably will play some special teams I assume but he he he's he's a good linebacker if you look at his tape he's good you know he had some play in uh, um, Cleveland. Um, he played a little bit in Minnesota. Uh, I believe he was drafted by the 49ers, and he got to play in the Super Bowl. He put a lick on freaking um, – he put a lick on uh, – who was it? McColl. I remember the play. Anyways, uh, he's starting at Sam. You know, Leo's going to come in on, you know, some limited role. I, I, you know, Jermaine Carter – Jermaine Carter's a guy that, you know, Tobe talked about on uh, special teams. You know, he could be a backup, you know, to, uh, he could be a backup to Nick, depending on how much he's gathering on the, you know, the defense. But I know Chanel's been taking some backup spots with the mic as well. Uh, but I think, you know, Spags, again, with rookies, he's already starting two rookies as it is, you know, in Trent McDuffie and Karloftis, you know. I don't know how he generally will feel if he had put a, basically everyone who was a rook out there. 
You know, not again, Leo Chanel is going to have a role. It may be a little limited. He may primarily play a lot of special teams. You may see a lot of smacks on special teams. But, you know, he's going to he's going to come in on some rundowns and he's going to be very effective. Elijah Lee is going to be very effective. And we all know that Nick Bolton and Willie Gay are going to do their thing. I hope Willie Gay can get eight interceptions or eight interceptions. I just said the random number. He wanted to lead the league in interceptions. Um, and if he did, if he does that, he'll be a pro bowler for sure. Pro bowler, um, or at least lead the league in linebackers. I should say is what he said, not just the league. He wanted to lead the league in least linebackers. If he does that, if he leads linebacking crew in interceptions, because he dropped like four, he had two and he dropped like four, so he could have had six. You know that would have been crazy for a linebacker, um, but. You know, if he does that, I think he can make a Pro Bowl. Nick Bolton, if he repeats what he just had and even better, he's going to be an All-Pro next year. You know, I think that's – it's just it's just going to be him. He's, I think a lot of people are not realizing around the league how good he is as a middle linebacker and on a limited snap, you know, that he had last year because of guys like Neiman and Hitchens. Um he he showed he won the Mac he won the Mackley Award the uh, the Rookie of the Year Award um, and he's he's gonna he's gonna ball I I really don't think he's gonna have a sophomore slump him and Willie Gay are gonna ball out with each other Willie Gay feels a lot more comfortable in this defense and that's scary you do not want this man to be comfortable in that defense he's gonna be flying around. Um, you know, when they get in their big nickel packages, you know, they're going to throw in, obviously, you know, that, that third safety that's going to come down there and play with them in the box. Um, but I think it's going to be Bolton Gay, you know, Lee Carter. I don't think Darius Harris is going to make this team. Um, I, you know, I know guys probably may have thought about Mike Rose because of his coverage skills. You know, he could be on the practice squad. I think that may be a good spot for him. Uh, you know, and they could probably put a protection on him, but I, Nick Bolton's taken the dime spots. He's been the dime linebacker and you saw a little bit of it last year. Now, again, dime is basically coverage. Why him? But last year, why Neiman? You know, so, you know, Nick's not the greatest coverage guy, but he's shown that he's can get to certain spots. He's very, very instinctual. And he can he just can retain all of it. He's just he just knows the playbook. That's why Spags trusts him that trusts him there. Um and Spags loves his dime sets, his dime package where you have the three corners and three safeties. Um he loves being in that package because he can run a lot of his exotic blitzes off the you know, off that. Um but yeah, I think those they're gonna run with uh Five linebackers, and it's going to be Bolton, Gay, Chanel, Lee, and Carter. Um, let's move on to the secondary. We're going to go with the corners. Right now, I mean, it's been McDuffie and uh, essentially Sneed on the outside. And then what they've done was on nickel and obviously in dime, they've brought, they've shifted Sneed inside, brought in Joshua Williams and put him on the outside, the fourth-round rookie. Uh, but he's also been taking snaps in the nickel as well as all, as what I've been seeing. Uh, McDuffie hasn't really played any nickel spots like that. Um, 
it's been primarily uh, Williams and Snead taking that role. So they might have Snead and Williams interchange. But then you saw some days where they had Jalen Watson taking over for Joshua Williams. And again, that might just be because they want to see where guys are and what what they've been doing. Um, We can't really get ahead of ourselves when we're seeing like, oh, well, this player is playing this one on this day. Then the next day they're not at the spot. Then the following day they're back there, you know. You know, until those first cuts happen is when we'll start figuring out what's going on. Um, But, yeah, you know, as far as the corners go, I I think it's going to be, you know, Williams, uh, McDuffie, Sneed. And then, you know, you have Lamons because he's going to play special teams. Tobe loves Lamons um, or Lamons or however you say his last name. I forget who – who else? Uh, oh, Lonnie Johnson. You know he could very well make the team because of his uh, because of special teams. Uh, he's a veteran. I, I Spags has a thing for veterans. So, uh, but your primary starters are going to be you know McDuffie, Sneed, and uh, you know Williams probably, and you know maybe Watson makes the team as well. Maybe we have our later draft picks make it. Our rookies make it. Um, I'm not saying Watson doesn't have a spot, and even if he doesn't, he'll be on the practice squad, and that'll be cool for him as well. Um, but I, I, I think they're going to interchange, uh, like I said, Snead and Williams from the inside and outside. But Snead was really good at blitzing. That's why I say keep him at the nickel, because you can blitz him when, you, when you're in your dime sets. All right, on the safeties. Um, Justin Reed, he's your captain. You know, he's taking over essentially that Tyron Matthew leadership role. He's going to be kind of, I want to say he's going to play your strong safety. Uh, if you have in Thornhill as your free, um, Thornhill will be, you know, Thornhill and Reed will be your deep guys in the base and in the, uh, nickel. Um, there have been times where in the when they go into their big nickel or they go into their dime sets because that's when you're bringing in three safeties and Spags loves being in three safety sets as well uh whether like I said whether it be big nickel or uh dime and uh big nickel you have two linebackers out there still but you're bringing a safety up in the box I thought Cook was going to be that third guy I, I still think he is I from what the reports say that he Brian Cook is still the the third safety that comes in, but I've also seen reports that they've brought Reed up into the box and had him play down, and they just left Cook and Thornhill deep. They're they're probably I mean unless they're running a double robber, I think they're always going to keep Thornhill deep because he's very rangy and he he's he seems like he's getting back to form. You know he. Says he's going to be an all-pro year. You know, maybe he can win a, be a pro bowler, but I, I don't know. It's very hard to make an all-pro as a safety. Um, obviously, Tyron did it, but, you know, he – look what he had to do to do it, you know. And, I'm, you know, and if you have guys like, you know, Justin Reed, who I think is a little bit better than Thornhill, you know, it's, it's going to be hard to make a case. But, you know, if he has that mentality and helps him, you know, win – and it helps them, you know, play play a lot better. And then, you know, I'm all for it. I'm here for it. You know, and I'm pulling for Thornhill. I really like Juan Thornhill. This is not me trying to talk down on him. Because he's, he's a good safety. He had a really, really good rookie year and stuff. Obviously, the ACL tear really, really took him back. 
held him back in 2020, and he still really was trying to come on in 2021. But he seems back to form, and I think you know having Justin Reed next to him, it's it's going to be fun watching those guys play together. And then you bring in Cook as your third safety. He's a little bit bigger in the body. So that's why I thought maybe you might bring him down. And they, they might. They might interchange between him and Reed. I, I definitely can see that happening um, depending on, you know, where they're at, who they're going up against, you know, what personnel they're trying to, you know, send and if not or whatever they do. Um, Spags is they, – they've all said it. He runs a very complex defense, but – Complex defenses sometimes, you you know, are the best, you know, depending on how you're presenting it. And, you know, if you're making it, you know, somewhat simple for your players to try to, you know, retain it or, you know, get it, you know, in their in their brains and stuff so they can, you know, perform and obviously do the plays and trust the process. Because, you know, that's what they're doing. They're trusting the process. They're trusting Spag's process to be successful. Um, and this defense, you know, I, I really, really hope that, you know, they 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 play well because I'm tired of seeing, you know, how it is, how we're just bad and, you know, it takes a long time. And I guess I got to understand that it's probably going to be like that this year because of how much young players we have, unfortunately. You know, I'm not trying to sit here and talk bad, but it, it you know, it could very well happen. Well, I, I I feel like, you know, we kind of gone over thing over everything. Um Nick Bolton, like I said, the when you get into your dime, your Nick Bolton's gonna be your uh dime linebacker, and then it's gonna be between Reed and Cook as your dime safety. I I think it's gonna be pro they may start off with Reed just because, you know, maybe he's a little bit smarter to kind of take on that knowledge, probably a little bit easier to kind of keep Cook back you know, teach, you know, a little bit more simpler coverages and stuff like that uh, next to Juan. But again, they're going to be interchangeable. I can see maybe on coverage stuff, on coverage stuff, you're going to use Reed. And then maybe when you're trying to run a blitz, you may use Cook, you know, who knows, you know, there's going to be a lot of things that Spags tries to do. But my unsung hero is a defensive line. I hope that we can try to be Top top eight in sacks. If we can be top eight in sacks, I would be happy with that. Um, I, I, the linebacking core is going to kill it this year, and hopefully the secondary can try to hold up for as young they are, and young and new they are, you know. And hopefully the defensive line can really really help them out, and Spags doesn't have to pull his hair out, and we as fans don't have to pull our hairs out. We'll never see a very very bad defense ever again. Um. They've been running – oh, I back on the cornerbacks real quick. They've been running uh, Nazi Johnson some at the nickel spots too. Uh, again, I – you know, he could be a special team guy. I think Toe mentioned him. Uh, he can make the practice squad. Guys like uh, Williams and Dandridge, they might have moved one of those guys already. But I think you're going to see Sneen, Fenton, McDuffie, uh, Lamons, Johnson – and um who else uh i just just forgot him um obviously yeah williams sneed and mcduffie because fenton is still hurt uh but he's still he's still on the team i think they want fenton to be here you know because of you know it's fenton you know he he knows the defense 
I know he's had he had a couple you know penalties last year. He kind of you know was handsy, but PFF had him you know graded high for most of the year. Um, so you know take it however you want it, but he also could be on the outside looking in because he hasn't been healthy. So I don't know. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting when we get to that first cut day. Well, it looks like I pretty much kind of got on everything what's been going on so far in camp. Uh, players are looking good. Everybody's looking good. Players are trying to stay healthy. I know it's 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 hard. You've been seeing around the league a lot of players are tearing their ACLs already. Tim Patrick, the Broncos did. A player just got reported from the Ravens did. And it's like, damn, like, it's like, do you blame the training staff? Like, who do you blame? You know, it's like, wow, it's just sometimes it happens to injury bug, but we seem to stay very healthy. Some, I mean, we have minor dinks and dunks, and you have some guys that have been put on the pup or guys that are already on IR, like Justin Ross. And for those who are asking, no, he's on, he's pretty much, I don't know if it was season ending. I, I believe it was season ending. Because uh, usually, you know, once you put him on IR then, I mean, unless he's like really, really, really fine, and then I'm sure you can pull him back. But it made it sound like they were going to IR him for the rest of the year. Um, yeah, Linebackers, I already went over them. Defensive line, I already went over them. Safeties and corners. Well, looks like we've already gone over the defense. And training camp is strong. Training camp is here. Uh, we're going to try to make it out there probably the last week of camp before they break it off and uh, head back home and go to Arrowhead. So with that being said, Chiefs Kingdom, like I always say, the connect was real.